Welcome to the Good Gossip Podcast. We are so excited that you decided to join us. Our goal is to start a chain reaction that keeps you talking about good gossip, the kind that's focused on Jesus Christ. We hope this encourages you. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Good Gossip Podcast. We are so excited that you're here joining us. I'm Annie. And I'm Anna, and today we have a very special guest, Blake Yeager. He's from Indiana, graduated from UC in 2019, and was a football player on the O-line. So, Blake, how are you today? I'm great. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be fun. I'm excited <laughs> to hear what you have to share. We want to get to know you a little first. Our go-to questions. Um, I hope that you can think on your feet here. Uh-oh. If you could start a fan club for one celebrity... Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that was fast. (laughs) No change. Yeah, not even going to like. That's a great pick. Mark Wahlberg, 100%. Why? He's my favorite actor of all time. Did you see Uncharted? Uh, No, not yet. You have to. Okay. Do you have a favorite Mark Wahlberg movie? Uh, Shooter was really good. Pain and Gain was also very good. Yeah. He is talented. Yeah, Yeah. I love Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen Patriot's Day? Uh, Yes. That's a great one. Yeah. That's him, He just hits on everything he does. Yeah. 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 He, he doesn't miss. It's yeah, okay, you know. Miss. You have to watch. Okay, so he did um okay, James Corden uh-huh. did a like a 4 a.m. workout with him. Like showed Oh, up. I saw that. <laughs> that is the funniest video Dude, I've ever seen oh on YouTube. Oh my gosh. He's he's built different. Like he his, is. Oh my gosh. But I give him credit. That's a good pick. Yeah. Really oh, good yeah. pick. Okay, what's the best prank you've ever pulled on someone? Ooh. There's so many. Um at least you have some to choose from. I wouldn't even <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm like a very like sarcastic like person, and I like to mess with people. Um, so this is gonna sound really bad, but uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, actually, my sister came down, and um, she like thought it was super funny. So she started calling like all my si- all my siblings, and like all my family members, and was saying that like she was pregnant and didn't know what to do, and like. It got to the point where like my one of my sisters was like crying and like it was so bad, but so basically what everybody thinks I wasn't was like see I wasn't like all the way in on it. I was just kind of like laughing as it was happening. Yeah. Um, but it caused some commotion yeah, in the family. It though. definitely did. Yeah. It was not great. Yeah. But I thought it was funny. My brother's done something like that. Before, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. I was crying. It was so funny. <laughs> so. Especially when moms get involved with that kind of stuff, like. They just like blow it out of proportion oh, with like, yeah. they're having a grandchild. Like, they're yes. gonna get really excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the worst part about it was my mom was in on it, so um, like they called my aunt. Uh oh. And it was not good. Yeah. It was not good. So, yeah. but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. That's all that matters. As long as I laugh, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So, what is some good gossip that you want to share today? Yeah. So, I actually would love to talk about, um, you know, my time overseas after I graduated. Um, my wife and I actually went right over overseas to a creative access nation so i'm not going to say the nation just to kind of protect the people there and Mm -hmm. and things like that but um yeah it was a really interesting time in my life of just kind of like growing up in the lord and yeah um kind of having to mature quite a bit um and also trying to reach people that did not want to be reached Mm -hmm. you know so yeah yeah i'd love to talk about that yeah Yeah. i mean you probably learned a lot in that experience yeah so um back why were you over there yeah um so, uh, I am married to a woman named Jordan Thompson. Um, for those of you that don't know, she is 
a UC alum as well, played volleyball, um, and ended up winning a gold medal this past year, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Should have brought it, you know. Yeah. Should have worn it. Uh, they don't see us. I'm actually wearing it right now. So, um, but uh, yeah. So she um, got a contract offer to play overseas um, in this country, and. You know, we actually had been praying, you know, when we were first start, kind of started dating, we both had our like non-negotiables. I wanted to go into ministry, felt like I was called to, you know, serve in a, in a vocational ministry capacity. And she felt like she was called to play professional volleyball overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know how that was going to work together. Um, but as we kind of started praying and seeking the Lord on it, after we got married, we really felt like we were supposed to use her volleyball career to get us into countries. Yeah. Um, that normally wouldn't allow you know christian workers to yeah. to be in yeah um so we used that as an opportunity to, to get into this country and you know i was able to serve there with one of our local churches and um you know saw some amazing things happen and yeah so that's how we got there yeah yeah that's good though i mean i didn't think about that mm-hmm. obviously it's hard for anybody who's outspokenly and want to get involved in ministry to get yeah. into those countries so yeah that's yeah. a cool perspective, a cool stance on it. Yeah, and that's that's definitely the hardest part, you know, for for anybody that's thinking about ministry, um, especially overseas, is just being creative and trying to get over there, mm-hmm. you know. But once you're over there, yeah, you know, you're good. But yeah, um, yeah, there's plenty of stories of, of people that I know just trying to get into the countries and not being able to. And yeah. we, I mean, God just handed us this on a platter. Like mm-hmm. we were able to get visas like faster than anybody else because my wife was a professional athlete there. Like. Mm-hmm. It was honestly like one of the most insane like God things yeah. ever. So that's really cool. It was awesome, yeah. So any cool stories? Yeah, um, I have a couple. Um, one of my favorite stories um, is it actually happened within the first like two months of us being there. Um, <clears throat> we were uh, when I when I got there, I had spoken kind of with the lead. A pastor that was at the church and kind of told him that I did not want anything to do with campus ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had done college ministry here at UC as a student and just kind of decided that that's not really what I wanted to do. And of course, God had other plans. So I got uh, pushed into that. And <laughs> it was great because in this country, they had um, they had like a, a semi-professional football league, mm-hmm. oh, American wow. Football League. Yeah. So um there was this one specific college campus that this pastor had been trying to reach for like over a decade. And um, I found out that they had a, a football team that they were sponsoring. So uh, actually the, the team reached out to me. They found out that I was in the country and obviously knew my background in football. And within two months of us being on that or in that country, um, I was able to get onto that campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they gave me like an ID card, like, like I could get onto that campus. And over in Europe and especially in that part of the world, Campuses are like super locked down. Yeah. It's not like in the United States where you can just walk on campus. Yeah. They're gated. You have to have IDs. Like it's it's locked down. And yeah, I mean, just because of my background in football, I was able to walk onto this campus and have a captive audience of over 100 you wow. know, young men. And, yeah. Um, That's really you know, cool. Be able to pour into them. So it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. Especially since that guy I had been trying for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's just like God, like. You and Jordan both have very specific gifts, mm-hmm. and they're both sports. Mm-hmm. And God planned both those out to easily yeah. put you into a mission field that you didn't think was possible, and really isn't possible unless you have those gifts. Yeah, it was crazy. So. Yeah, and it was fun too. Like, 
getting to coach in, in like a professional level I got paid for it and like yeah. yeah you know it wasn't a lot but it was it was really fun to kind of like figure out yeah. all that and yeah yeah did you get like guys. really close with those guys yeah I, there's actually guys that I still talk to to this day oh, cool. I mean, like one of, I, he's I would consider him one of my very close friends mm-hmm. um he's from that country he's a native there and um I mean I literally just talked to him earlier this week that so, was so cool he's a great guy yeah yeah wow so how long were you guys there we were there for um, technically we we're there for about a year and a half. Okay. I usually just say two years because it's easier. Yeah. But um, with COVID, that was probably the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a there was a period in time where we were like, well, she had to go to practice and stuff, but but I wasn't allowed to leave the apartment for mm-hmm. like I think it was like a two or three month stretch. Wow. So I felt like I was going crazy. Yeah. We got another dog yeah. and that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I mean, like trying to do ministry, especially with that, like mm-hmm. it's tough. It was tough, but. Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of really cool things still came out of that, Yeah, know, especially mm-hmm. for me, my personal life. So, yeah. 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 So you talked about how you felt like you matured a lot when you were over oh, there. Yeah. So yeah. were there specific like traits or qualities that you felt like God was teaching you? Yeah. I think, um, you know, just to be transparent, one of my biggest struggles that I've always dealt with is just pride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that's uncommon for football players, no. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, athletes, and listen, it's not uncommon I know. At all. It's so frustrating, you know, for me. Um, but, you know, that was definitely something that the Lord was, like, he was really just humbling me. And it's not like it was, I was actively trying to be, you know, mm-hmm. asking the Lord for that humility. Um, and it's still something that I, you know, try to submit to the Lord. Um, but even in the, in, in the, you know, aspect of, Ministry is just easy here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we understand how, I, I guess easy is not the right word, but it's just so, people are so much more open here. Uh-huh. Um, it's just accessible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I could not walk up to somebody without developing a six-month relationship and start sharing my testimony mm-hmm. or sharing the gospel with them. Like, it would take, I think the first time I shared the gospel with somebody over there, it was after six months of knowing them mm-hmm. you know so that's just yeah. like that's that's a different type of labor and mm-hmm. there's parts of that world that are even worse like years mm-hmm. where it takes um and it was something that i was really struggling with because here it was like i felt like i had just like all i had to do is say hi to somebody and they'd be like okay i want to give my life to christ mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah um and you know i actually would love to share kind of what the lord spoke to me yeah um out of matthew um, I was really struggling with this for a long time because over the course of the two years that I was there, I never saw a single person give their life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dang. that was what I was there for, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and it was so frustrating. Um, so, you know, when we came back, we kind of got pulled off, um, you know, due to a couple unfortunate, you know, circumstances. Um, you know, I'll say this, we never felt in danger there. You know, mm-hmm. we were never, you know, it just is an unfortunate, you know, circumstance that brought us out of that nation. But yeah. You know, as I was reflecting and just kind of like, God, like, I, I feel like I did everything you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to this, uh, <laughs> this country um, with, with, you know, without knowing anybody. And um, I was faithful to what you said. Mm-hmm. And not a single person gave their life to Christ. I saw one person rededicate their life to Christ, but that person was from Kenya. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't even like a, a local. Yeah, guy. yeah. And I was reading one day in Matthew chapter 9. And this is Jesus speaking to his uh, disciples at this time in verse 37. It says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And that word laborers like jumped off the page. Mm-hmm. And I started, I did like a little word study. And it's so interesting because 
whenever I think that we think about a harvest, especially those of us that don't work in you know ministry or in like an actual mm-hmm. agriculture background, harvest we probably or laboring we probably think okay I'm just going to go out and and reap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the word here is labor. Mm-hmm. So that means that I have to go out and work the field no matter what it produces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because the only time there that word is used synonymously throughout the you know the New Testament and only describing us as humans. The only time that there's ever a reaping kind of um, verb that's used is actually in Matthew chapter 13. And it's Jesus describing his angels. Hmm. It's not describing us. So our job, I had to come to this conclusion and it was so hard, but I feel like I can say it you know, firmly now is that if I preach the gospel, if I live my life for Christ, and if I, if I labor this harvest field for the rest of my life and I never see a single person give their life to Jesus again, I need to be content with that mm-hmm. because that's not what it's about. Yeah. And that was hard for me to swallow. Yeah. You know, but once I did that, that's when I started seeing even more happen. Like even mm-hmm. today, I just got off campus and we saw a football guy give his life to Christ. Oh, so, yeah. um, I mean, like, it's just crazy that the Lord like had to take me halfway across the world yeah. to, I mean, really humble me in that way. Yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful for it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And like, you never know, like the seed you're planting though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could say one thing, and they don't give their life to Christ, but like that sticks with them. And maybe like five seeds later, five mm-hmm. people later, they make that decision. But like you were just the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool to think yeah. about. Yeah, you don't always see the fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you plant the seed, and then you're not. It's not your job to water. Like your job in that instance might not be to water it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it might be the next person down the line, or obviously yeah. the spirit moves in crazy ways, yeah. but. It is humbling because it's hard because I feel like we're all just so driven, especially like as athletes, like to see the progress and to move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't always get to see it. You don't. And that's the hardest part. You know, even my roommate in college, um, you guys probably know who he is, Josiah mm-hmm. Ibarra, Um We had to come to a point at the end of our college career where we were like, man, we didn't like do anything. Mm-hmm. Like we were so upset because we, we wanted to live for Christ on our team. We wanted to change the culture of that team. And it just felt like we didn't get anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. And within six months of us um, leaving, I mean, guys that like, this was the craziest thing for me. While I was overseas, guys that I had been praying for since I met them their freshman year, who in some cases were like militantly against the gospel, mm-hmm. would text me and be like, man, I'm getting baptized this weekend. Dang. You know, That's really cool. And, and I didn't yeah. get to see that, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, but... You know, the Lord's faithful. Yeah. He's faithful. And, and and we just have to be faithful to do what we're called to do, and that's to labor. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that verse a lot. Yeah. I didn't think about it in terms of the labor. Labor yeah. versus harvesting. Yeah. Definitely has been mistaken the way yeah. it's been taught. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really cool. And my favorite part about that verse too is the very like the very next verse in chapter ten. Jesus actually, after they finish praying that prayer, Jesus then sends the people who prayed that prayer to go answer that prayer. So he looks at his disciples and he says, okay, now I'm giving you the authority. Now you go do it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, God, send laborers. And he's like, all right, yeah. do it. You know? So Damn. we just got to work, man. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that just be encouraged or just walking faithfully in mm-hmm. obedience, like mm-hmm. you never know what kind of impact yeah. you're yeah. going to make. Yeah. And you never know what kind of like conversations you're going to like get into or not. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I pray like, a lot is just like help my actions in the way I walk and mm-hmm. the way I talk just like show someone something if I can't have a conversation just let it be like shown through me yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which sometimes is difficult like when you can't have that relationship immediately like 
you have to build it over time. It's like, help me look different so yeah. that they want to know why I act a certain way or something. Yeah. 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 So, there's, a there's a verse in Corinthians that talks about that. It talks mm-hmm. about how we are the, the sweet aroma of, of God, of life leading to life. Mm-hmm. And I know I butchered that, but it's in 1 Corinthians, I think, chapter 2. And um, whenever when I read that the first time, I was like, man, like, I don't just have the opportunity to be the light to the darkness. Mm-hmm. There's a physical, like there's a spiritual aroma that I, that I let off. Yeah. That attracts and yeah. also pushes away yeah. certain things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just the, the power of your witness to be able to just be that. Yeah. Is, I mean, it's, I don't think that we see the power of that mm-hmm. because it is supernatural. It is spiritual. But it, the impact that it has is, I mean, it changes lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. And I think it's cool how you admitted, like, at the beginning of your big mission of like, you know, you're going overseas, you mm-hmm. don't want to be part of campus ministry, then you were and you are mm-hmm. currently now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's not what you pictured, but like, that's what you're doing. So like, yeah. can you talk to us about like, maybe like a heart change or what yeah. God spoke to you yeah, through that? Yeah, that was a big step of obedience. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I've always, you know, said in my life, and this I, I don't know, like this is like a something I heard one time in a sermon. So I don't know how like super spiritual or scriptural this is, but it is a conviction that I have is, you know, when I, one day when I'm standing in the line, getting ready to go into heaven and I'm looking God in the face, I don't want to have to look over into the other line and seeing people that I know are going to hell, that I knew here on earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And them looking at me and saying, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. And and I don't know why that's like, that's just like, if I know the value of what I have, yeah. why would I not tell everybody else? Yeah. And um, I think that I just had to come to the realization is like, it doesn't matter if I'm in campus ministry, if I'm a pastor of a church, if I'm mm-hmm. leading a ministry, like, yeah. I still have to preach the gospel mm-hmm. because there's people that are dying every single day. Yeah. That have to know. Yeah. They have to know. Like, there's no like, oh, it would be so cool. Like, this is the only way to eternal life. Yeah. There, I, I, there is no other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've tried everything. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. So everybody has to know. Yeah. Either by my my witness, mm-hmm. by my words, by my actions. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think for me, like that transition was just like, you know what, Lord. If I get the opportunity to get in front of people and preach the gospel, you can put me wherever you want me. I'll take it. Yeah. 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 So, I'll yeah. roll with it. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And I think that's like hard because like I want to do that so badly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like God, like is it okay for me to like show up to practice one day and just be like, guys, like please listen up. Mm-hmm. I have something to say. You know, like I think it's hard for me sometimes yeah. to be like, when do I share this in a way that's like not intimidating and like, mm-hmm. you know, speak like hey there's heaven and there's hell and like if you don't decide like you know like it's it almost like it's like oh my gosh i have to do this right now so like have you found like a way of saying or like doing it in a way of like i'm gonna tell all these people but not like feel like i'm like overbearing on them or something yeah i think uh i'm laughing because i'm a little bit more aggressive in my approach yeah um you know people that i walk with on campus will probably hear this and be like yeah he definitely is um (laughs) but I think that I just carry this conviction of like, like this is my thing. Mm-hmm. You can say no, but I'm going to make sure you know what you're saying no to. Yeah. Like I, there is no chance that you are, like you will never wonder 
like who who God is mm-hmm. or like yeah. what what the point like I will make sure yeah that you know exactly what it is you're saying no to and if you yeah. say no to it I respect that yeah you know I'm not the kind of person that like when I say I'm like aggressive I'm not like you know pushing it down your throat yeah. but I will make sure that you know what I'm talking yeah. about and I think um, there's definitely a grace to that and a, and, and a humility that uh, you know I heard this from Pastor Brian actually who was on last week right yeah mm-hmm. um, and he told me that humility draws out humility in others. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just comes down to relying on the Holy Spirit and, and being humble before others and, and being able to say, you know what, I don't have the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I can point you to the person that does. Yeah. And, you know, there will be opportunity for you to preach the gospel to the masses and there will mm-hmm. be opportunity for you to preach the gospel to the individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, 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 the denominator there is, are you willing to preach the gospel? Yeah. And if you aren't, Mm-hmm. then I want to encourage you to get in your word because yeah. it's not just for people that are pastors. You know, it mm-hmm. says in Matthew chapter 28 that we are all called to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Yeah. And that means all of us. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can talk to my wife. She'll admit it. Like, she's not the person that's going to go out and, you know, preach the gospel to, to people like I do. But her witness is, is so powerful. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just by who she is mm-hmm. and yeah. the way that she chooses to live her life. And yeah. I think you just have to reconcile in your heart, like, okay, God, this is how you've called me to witness, and yeah. I'm going to maximize that. Yeah. So I think that's a good point because you're right. Like, we've all received the gift of God or from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and then from there, we all have different skills. And how can we use those skills best to tell other people about Jesus yeah. and glorify Him? And it's like, you're right. Like I have a brother. Those of you that don't know, that is very similar. Like he is extroverted. Like I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Shout out Joe Met. Yeah, and um, like we've had multiple conversations because he yeah. is dating somebody right now who is similar to Jordan, where it's just like I am just really good at glorifying God and what I do daily and how I act mm-hmm. and how I treat other people. Like the difference can really just be in the conversation with somebody and yeah. how you respond and the language yeah. you use and. The love you extend, so. Yeah. Can I give a, an example of that? Yeah. In, in our marriage, even. Um, so, this is going to sound so bad, okay? <laughs> so, just just bear with me as I, show you, as I show you this process of my heart being softened. Yeah. But I came from a background where um, I did not have any sympathy for homeless people. Mm-hmm. And, like, my wife has always just, like, I mean, her heart for people that are marginalized in that way is just, it blows me away. Mm-hmm. It really does. And when we first got married, I remember, like, we were super tight on money, and she was wanting to go out and do all these different things. And I was like, I mean, well, we can, but, like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know. And um, we've been married now for almost four years. And watching her have that heart, even while we were overseas, looking for opportunities not to, she wasn't, you know, trying to go out and preach the gospel. But she mm-hmm. just wanted to serve those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there were people that, you know, she took to Target one time. And this is such a cool story. She took to Target one time, bought them a bunch of stuff. Like, we could barely pay our bills that month. And that person ended up getting off the streets. Oh, wow. Because, of, like, she was faithful to just yeah. serve them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not like, this is definitely a brag on the power of the Holy Spirit. But mm-hmm. just watching her faithfully do that for so long has now brought this deep conviction into my heart mm-hmm. where I, you know, I drive past a, a homeless person now and I'm almost weeping. How can I serve you? What can I, like, yeah. we need to get you something. Like, how can we, like, it, 
I, I would never have done that before. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we were overseas, I was preaching a sermon on that. And the Holy Spirit just broke me. Like I was weeping mm-hmm. out of just repentance and conviction of not caring for those people the way I should have. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, man, like, like that that's the power of your witness to just be faithful to the to the gifting that God has given you. Mm-hmm. You may not be the person that stands on stage, but what you can do, if you, if you choose to maximize that, it could change. Yeah. It could change the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. people are going to notice. Yeah. And we so. all have those set of like, you know, what our heart like, you know, he clearly gave Jordan like homeless people is kind of like yeah. like niche, but it's like each person has like a little thing like mm-hmm. they're called to do and gifts to serve that and mm-hmm. you know, just tapping into that and figuring out like what your purposes are. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have anything else? <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We appreciate this it. Is a, this is a fun conversation. Enlightening, encouraging. So Definitely going to take something away from it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and we'll see you next time.